thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. I am so glad to welcome you to Jesus the Healer today. Thank you for joining us. And I tell you what, you're going to be so glad you did because I got a special guest again today. Brother Richard Roberts, all the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thank you for coming out and being with us today. It's an honor and a joy to be here with you and to so, be in this great church here in Marietta. Well, I tell you what, I saw you. I hadn't seen you. Of course, we've, we've known each other for years, but I got to see you again in a service probably about 2017. You were holding a, a miracle service for Brother Copeland's ministers meeting. Yes. And when I saw that anointing on you, I said, we got to get him in the church. Oh, thank you. And we are so glad we brought him in the church. Well, I've told people all over the world, this is my favorite church. I love World <laughs> Harvest in Marietta. I'd rather preach here than just about any place else I've ever been. And I've been some places in my life. <laughs> so I'm, well, we're, I'm, I'm so glad to come here. Well, so I'm inviting glad, myself back, all right? We're glad. Right now. Yes, sir. Anytime. And we're glad this is one of the churches you're at. Okay, I'll see you next week then. Yes, we'll, <laughs> we'll be here. You be here. <laughs> we were talking on a previous episode a lot about your dad. Mm -hmm. Of course, he was uh, a general in the body of Christ yes. throughout that healing revival that happened from 1947, 1958 and continued on um, for years being on televisions. And uh, you traveled with him. Mm -hmm. You ministered alongside of him. But there were some things that you know you got imparted from him. I want you to talk a little bit about, because you've, you've shared with me some about what we would call a double portion anointing. I want, tell us the story around that for your life. Well, I wanted to be like him, uh, especially when I gave my heart to the Lord, mm -hmm. which, uh, which I did when I was 19. And uh, the older I get, the more they say I look like him. Yep. I look more like my father. In fact, I got into an elevator and a, a woman said, oh, look, there goes Earl Roberts. And her husband said, no, that's not Oral, that's Richard. Yeah. And I turned around and said, it's all right. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So, <laughs> uh, but I wanted to be like him. And, and um, as I got older in ministry, I asked him for a double portion of his spirit. Mm. I, I saw a Bible precedent. Yes. Uh, Elisha asked for a double portion mm -hmm. and he got it. And since God is no respect to persons, I believe that I could get a double portion mm -hmm. of the spirit that was on my father. Mm -hmm. And he said to me what Elijah said to Elisha, son, you've asked a hard thing, mm -hmm. but if you see me when I go, mm -hmm. you'll have it. Mm -hmm. Now, at the time I was living in Oklahoma, he was living here in California. How could I see him? Yeah. But that's not what he meant. What it meant was, as long as I keep my eyes on Jesus, that I can have it. And it, it came, and he told me, by the way, someone is watching right now, you have a, uh, yeah, 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 you have a crooked left foot. Your left foot goes outwards. It's, it's twisted outwards. And not inwards, it's twisted outwards. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's causing you much grief and God's healing you. Praise Your foot is just straightening out right now. 
in the name of Jesus. You'll, you'll be able to know who you are. Please contact Pastor Nancy's ministry and let her know about your foot. Praise uh, the Lord. That's an operation of the word of knowledge. Yes. And I lost what I was talking about. <laughs> well, <laughs> Oh, the double portion. Yes. Um, I, had, I had asked him for that. And uh, when, when it came down uh, to him dying, mm-hmm. he said, very soon you'll have that double portion. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew what that meant. I knew that it wouldn't be long he would be on this earth. Yeah. And uh, Now he went home to be with the Lord what age? In, uh, he was 91. 91. In uh-huh. 2000 and, uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had been prophesied over him when he would go home. Mm-hmm. And he went home exactly when the prophetic word wow. said. But I was in the room when he died. Mm-hmm. And uh, his, his eyes, he was, he was semi in a semi-coma. Mm-hmm. But his eyes were looking at me and my eyes were looking at him. And uh, I watched as all the machinery that was on him in the hospital, I watched all the needles and the dials go down and down and down. And, and then I saw it flatline. Yeah. And I knew he was gone. Yeah. And uh, I leaned up in my chair. I was at the foot of his bed, just, just me. And I leaned up and I heard a noise. And I thought it was the doctors and nurses coming in. Mm-hmm. But there was no doctor. There was no nurse there. And I looked over and I saw two angels come through the ceiling. Now, I had known people who had seen angels. Mm -hmm. I'd heard people describe what they had seen, but I had never seen an angel. And I saw two of them. And one of them was tall enough that his head touched the ceiling. Mm -hmm. The other was taller, and I couldn't see his head. I could only see him from the neck down because his head was above the ceiling. That's how big they were. They were massive. And I watched as they, two of them, they reached down and took his spirit, Mm -hmm. picked it up out of his body and began to lift it to the Mm -hmm. ceiling. Mm -hmm. And then I stood and I started to yell Mm -hmm. because that's that's what Elisha Elisha did. Mm -hmm. He said, my God, my God, the chariots of Israel, the Lord of hosts. And I began to yell. And all of a sudden, as they took his spirit up, I saw what looked to me like a mantle. Mm. Now I'm talking about in the spirit now. Right, right. I saw what appeared to be a mantle come down, mm-hmm. and I just reached out and said, "That is mine." Mm. Yes. And that double portion came on me, and he had told me, my father had told me, that was what was going to happen. That's how it would happen, mm-hmm. and it happened exactly. And uh, a new, a new era of my life and my ministry began that day. Mm. And I've never been the same since. Now that was in 2009. That was what 13 years ago. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not the same person that I was at that time because, it, because of that double portion. And it was an immediate marking on your. Oh, body. immediately, mm-hmm. immediately, I began to feel things in my body uh, that I would say and uh, from words of knowledge that I never said before. Mm-hmm. And there was a, there, there was much more in my life, a depth that I had never had before mm-hmm. that came. And the same thing happened to Elisha. Mm-hmm. You know. What if somebody's watching and they say, "Well, I want to." I want to be in a place where I can get a double portion anointing. Because uh, when you look at Elisha sticking with Elijah, it wasn't like he just came and saw Elijah every once in a while. He stayed, he served the man of God. Well, Elijah tried to drive him off, remember? Yes, I I'm do. going to Bethel. You stay here. Nope, yeah. I'm going with you. Yeah. I'm yeah. going here. I'm, you stay here. No, I'm going with you. You better hang around it. Yeah. You know, people say, well, I want the healing ministry. Well, then hang around somebody who has a healing ministry. Good. Someone has the authentic healing ministry. Yes. That's, and, and so I hung around. And my father tried to drive me away. Is that right? When I was a young man. And, yeah. and I said, you can't drive me away. Mm. And I said, why are you trying to drive me away? He said, I want to make sure 
that you have a real calling and a desire for the healing ministry. And if you can be driven away, yeah. I will drive you away. Yeah. But if yeah. you can't be driven away, that's how I know you're real. Yeah. So and good. I said, you can't drive me away. Wow. So good. But you served alongside him how many oh, years 40 in ministry? Years. Yeah. Whatever he did, I did. Whatever he said, I said. Wherever he went, I went. So it's not something you just get up in a ministry line and say, lay hands on me. I want a double portion no. anointing. It's about being <laughs> faithful and serving. No. I'm a 40-year yeah. overnight success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Longest not in history, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. You were alongside your dad at the building of Oral Roberts University. Do you Absolutely. remember how, ma how many buildings off, off the top of your head did y'all build that were on that campus? Mm. We had talked about in the past. Uh, you'd have well, I have to... a picture in my mind. Uh, <laughs> at least 15. Yeah. And you were there for all of them. All of them. You were telling me how you started a building. When it was time to build, y'all would go out I'd and do something. Get a couple of shovels and dig a hole and throw some money in that hole and begin to pray. Yeah. And believe that God would fill it. Uh, and, and you never started with all the funds in well, hand. No, it was we never just started with work. any. Yeah. We never had a dime to build any of it. Yeah. We just, we, we planted seed in that hole that we dug and prayed and watched God bring a building out. And that happened and, time and, we, and time And we again. paid for it, you know. Yeah, you paid, you paid and, cash as you went. Time and time again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we paid cash as we went. And sometimes the media would come all over us because we'd run out of money. And uh, the building would sit there for, for a while without, without any work being done because we'd run out of money. Mm -hmm. And they'd print it on the newspaper, or, orals run out of money again. You know, uh, it happened. <laughs> uh, what, kind of, what kind of financial miracles did you see during that time? Well, uh, when, a, when a need would arise, we would get together and we would pray. Mm -hmm. And God would supply the need. And that, that's been, that's been the, the story all the way through. And when I became president of the university and I inherited a debt... Mm -hmm. uh, at, at the precise moment that I would have to have finances, when the real crunch came, yeah. uh, finances would show up. But we tithed and mm -hmm. we sowed offerings out of mm -hmm. every dollar that came in to the ministry and to the university. Uh -huh. We tithed off of it. Yes. And the, the accountant said, you can't do that. I said, oh, yes, we're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And at the, at the precise moment that we had to have funds, uh, 17 times, out of the blue, I received gifts of a million dollars. Seventeen times, once two million dollars. <laughs> uh, uh, once uh, we prayed, we prayed that uh, we had to have. I remember once we had to have eight hundred thousand dollars by the next morning, and uh, somebody in the, in the group called and said, "We're going to believe it's going to come in by FedEx." The next morning, we got a FedEx for for eight hundred thousand dollars out of the blue. And but every every Friday, I was say because every Friday you had to meet a large number. Uh, uh, well, I had twenty one hundred employees. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we pared it down some later to, to about 1400 But um, but I had to have a certain amount every Friday. And I can't remember a Thursday that we had it. Yeah. But somehow, supernaturally, it would show up. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a working of miracles. Yeah. And you saw them repeatedly, repeatedly. Well, every week. Yeah. I love sitting and listening to those I, testimonies because what do you do when you come up to nothing? And that's that your ministry demonstrated that for the body of Christ over and over well, you, again, you, right? You learn how to use your faith. You learn yeah. how to believe God. You learn how to stand on the word because you've got nothing else to stand on. Talk to me because you were, I've heard you minister along this line and it's so important for believers it's so important for pastors, ministers. You took over the presidency when it had a, a lot of debt and um, you stepped into that role at that time. And when it tried to weigh down on you and the knowledge God gave you about there was a turning point for you. Talk well, about that. We, we had never had any debt, 
but because of some things that happened, we got into debt yes. by, by no design. Right. And, and, and uh, when my dad uh, stepped down, uh, they handed me, they, they, put the, they put the medallion around my neck, marched me down the aisle and announced I was the president now, and then they handed me the debt. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Just a little welcome uh, gift there. It, it'll make a man out of you, I can tell you yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but it, was, it was a constant struggle, Pastor, uh, but I, I stood on my faith, and but 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 I had a wife who stood by my side and believed with me. Mm-hmm. Now she, we, you know, your your husband and wife, you're different. You're, you're, yeah. You know, you're opposites yeah. in in many ways. She had a gift for believing for money, mm. and I didn't. Mm. I had a gift for believing in healing, for healing, and she didn't. Yeah. yeah. So she worked on me believing for money. Yeah. I worked on her believing for healing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a kind of a little divine reciprocity we had going there. Mm-hmm. And she never has had a worry, a single worry about money in her life. But I have had continual worry during those years. Mm-hmm. I've never had a single worry about healing. And she's fought for believing for healing all of her life. So we, mm-hmm. we balanced mm-hmm. each other off. Mm-hmm. But she would stand by me in, in faith and say that somehow, some way, we're planting this seed. God's going to meet this need. Mm-hmm. And it was contagious. Yeah. It got on me. Yeah. And it got on me so much that I, I stopped worrying about it. Yeah. I stopped fretting about it. Yeah. I stopped losing sleep because I, I, it had literally driven me out of my mind. And remember, you would talk about the time that she would tell you, you're not coming in the house until... Oh, <laughs> I, I would come home with that heavy... I would come home with that heavy debt load and problem yeah. on me. And she would, uh, she would meet me at the back door and say, don't come in the house until you shake that off. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it took a while to shake that off, wow. you know. Uh, after, after a while, yeah, I, got, in the car after a while I got hungry. I said, I better shake this thing <laughs> off. I'm not going to dinner tonight. And uh, because I, I would come home and I would try, I'd bring all that in the house, that, that, that spirit, because sure. it was on me. Sure. And she would say, don't come in here until you shake that off. Mm-hmm. And she was doing me a favor. Sure. And, and, and But the time came when, when I crossed over and I knew beyond any shadow of doubt that no matter what happened, God was going to see me through. Yeah. And he did every time. I, I can't. I cannot estimate the number of times that it appeared we were not going to be able to make payroll. Because mm-hmm. I had a $600,000 payroll every Friday. It's amazing, yeah. And I can't remember a Thursday when we had the money. But it always came. Every it time. always came. It was a working of miracles. And I got to the point where I, just, I said, I knew yeah. I'd planted my seed. I knew God was going to come through. And he did every time. Wow. Never once did we miss. You went to a meeting and there broke out a certain flow. Yes. You know what I'm referring to? You're talking about the joy of the Lord. Yes. 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 That transformed my life because uh, I, I had been in a hole. Uh, you know, I, I, had, I, had, I was having nightmares and dreams that mm-hmm. the university was going to go under. It was going to go under under my leadership. Mm-hmm. Here, my dad and the board turns it to me, and I let it go down the drain. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, uh, that's when the mm-hmm. joy of the Lord came into my life, and God began to show me that he was going to bring me out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lindsay had kept saying it to me and saying it to me and saying it to me until finally I believed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I got a hold of what she was saying because she was giving me the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And it took hold of my life. And suddenly, uh, it's not that I didn't care. Right. But the care of it sure. right. yeah. was lifted off of yeah. me. And suddenly I knew. There's a time in life when you know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't just believe. You know right. that God is mm-hmm. going, to, God's going mm-hmm. to bring you through. You don't know mm-hmm. how. 
-hmm. You don't know who he's going to do it through. You don't actually exactly know when, but you know he's going to do it. And I came to that point where I knew he was going to bring us through, Mm -hmm. and he did every time. And you were in that particular service and you just broke out after having been under the weight of that thing for so yes, long. Yes. You broke out just laughing hysterically. I, I, well, uh, the Bible yeah. says the joy of the Lord is your, your strength. strength and be strong in the Lord yeah. and in the power of his might. How can you be strong unless you have joy, which is your strength? You're right. And the joy of the Lord came into my life. I began, I began to laugh at what I was facing. Yes. And the more I laughed, the more miracles came. And I, and that, that went on for several years in my life. And I, I preached on it wherever I went. At that I point, preached on it in your church one yes, night. Yes, you did. At that point, did it ever, uh, did you ever have to deal with that, the weight of that burden of that financial no, again? That no, was the, that was the end of it. Was, that was gone. I've never faced that again. And mm-hmm. I, I pray I never face it. But if, mm-hmm. if I do face it, now if you I know should, what to do. if I should, now I know exactly what yeah. to do. Yeah. Right. I know that because I have seed in the ground, Mm -hmm. I know that my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I know it. And we're authorized to rejoice because we know it. Yeah. And so therefore I I rejoice. Yeah. I'm calling, and I'm calling the victory in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Joy is a conductor of his strength. And it's contagious. Yes, it is. You get around someone rejoicing. Yeah. And it stirs that flow. Yes. It stirs that flow. You have, not just in ministry, but just in personal life, much opposition. We were talking about it the other day because (laughs) the devil, and my husband used to talk about this because of the strong healing. He had a tangible healing anointing on his life. And he would talk about how the devil hated the healing ministry because Jesus went everywhere teaching, preaching, and healing. And you talked about, because my husband also saw it, uh, the opposition to that healing ministry. Um, so it wasn't just in ministry that you had opposition, just in everyday life. There were things that were quite remarkable that came against you. Can you talk a little bit about some of that? Well, let me talk about your husband for a moment. Uh, Dr. Ed had both uh, a healing gifting, but he also had a prophetic gifting. Yes. And those are the two things that Satan hates the most. Mm. He hates the healing ministry because he's the author of sickness. Yes. Yeah. So he doesn't want you to be well. Right. Where the Bible says God wants you to be well in every area of your life. Third right. John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, which is healing, yeah. Yeah. even as your soul prospers. And he, he hates that, but he also hates the prophetic because, because it's showing people what's going to happen and what's going to happen to him. Right. Yes. yes. And so he, he hated that about Dr. Ed. And he hates that about the healing ministry. He hates that about anybody who's in the prophetic gifting. Mm -hmm. Well, me in the healing ministry, Lindsay has this prophetic gifting on her life. So we Mm -hmm. face it, as you Mm -hmm. said. I don't remember a time when we've not been persecuted and criticized. Mm -hmm. Even when I was just in school, you know, the the kids would mock and laugh and joke and uh, bring newspaper articles and and, and magazine articles. Well, and you said at one time that, was it, uh, correct me on the wording, 70% of Americans knew your dad's name. Oh, uh, no, at one point, in the, at one point in the 1970s, he had a 94%, 94. Name, name recognition, name recognition, 94% of Americans had heard of Oral Roberts. And so you got in on the flow of, yeah, well, I was, <laughs> of that recognition. Yeah, sure. I was, uh, I, I was, I was with him wherever I, wherever he went. And, but as and a young he, kid, he, he was on television. And by the time I was 19, I was singing mm-hmm. on his TV program on a yeah. weekly basis. But I mean, even in school growing up, I mean, the teachers would 
harassed you because not, you were his yeah, son. Not just the students, but the teachers as well. Sometimes they'd call me out in class and humiliate me and embarrass me. Uh, and it turned me against God. Mm-hmm. I said, if this is Christianity, I, you know, if this is the way I'm going to be treated, then I, I, want, I want out of this. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the reasons why I rebelled and ran away from home. I wanted to get out. And also because of the way the church treated him. Mm-hmm. Much of the church persecuted him as well. They persecuted him because they didn't believe in healing. They persecuted him because they thought that, that he was a heretic because he prayed in tongues. And they certainly did not like the seed faith message. Mm-hmm. Because so, he was a pioneer in these yes. things. When you're, a, when you're a point man in these things, you get all, you get all the, tar- you're the target yeah. for all these yeah. things. The, 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 the denomination that he was a member of at that time called him before the general board and called him a heretic and said, you're not preaching the Bible concerning the seed faith message. And he said to them, if you say it again to me, I'll never darken the door of one of your denominational churches again. Mm. And he finally wound up leaving that group Mm. because they they believed that he was not preaching the Bible when he knew he was. Mm -hmm. And I knew he was. And I was there with him through all those years. Well, and you can stand firm when you know that you're on the word. You know, you just stand firm in the opposition. But so much of opposition, like I said, ministry, absolutely. Personally, though, too. But you know, it's it's amazing. They criticized, but they started doing what he was doing. Ah. And I remember one night, oh, it must have been 20 years ago or so, uh, he and I were in his home in in, uh, California. And uh, we were watching television, a Christian, Christian station. And there was a man preaching. And he started criticizing my dad on the air. And my dad and I were just sitting there watching, listening to the man criticize him. (laughs) He's in a service. And when he finished criticizing, he said, and now we will receive our seed faith offering. (laughs) (laughs) My my dad started laughing so hard. He fell off the couch into the floor laughing. He said, well, they hate me, but they sure love the message that I brought. (laughs) Yeah. And so in that, and I, and I say this because I want people to know out there who are facing things, how to get through it. And you've had a child to die. You've had two of your siblings to die prematurely. Um, My mother died accidentally from a fall. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that for people who are watching that are dealing with well, in life, situations. in life, you're going to go through some things. Yes. Uh, you are not immune uh, to the attack of the devil. Mm-hmm. And uh, That's right. uh, <laughs> higher levels, higher devils is all I can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. face things in life. Look at the Apostle Paul. Yeah. You know, we, we revere him. We lift him high. But look what the man went through. Yeah. Yeah. Beaten, whipped, stoned, jailed shipwrecked, snake bitten, wherever the guy went, (laughs) wherever the guy went, he was, he was hit. Yeah. Well, you find out what you're made of when you hit. Look at Paul and Silas in prison. Yeah. Yeah. They've been beaten and put in chains. And yet at midnight, they began to sing and worship. Not not because they were giving thanks that they had been chosen to, to, to be, to, to, to be beaten, but in spite of it, in the middle of it, they were praising God. And look what God did. He caused an earthquake to come, shook the prison. They wound up releasing, being released and they wound up winning the jailer and his whole family to the Lord. Everywhere he went, he was attacked. And that's what I feel like oftentimes in my life. Mm -hmm. That's what I I grew up under. And that's what I have faced all my life. But you know what? I love God. Mm 
Yeah. And no matter what comes, yes. I'm not going to be stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's hard to stop somebody who believes. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Who lives it's good. It. It's good. And, and who bears the marks of the gospel in their body. Yeah. Now, I've never been imprisoned. I pray that I never am. But I bear the marks of the gospel in my body for what mm-hmm. I have been through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the words that they have said have hurt much more. Uh, than than the the, the, the pain of, of uh, mm-hmm. an outward pain. Mm-hmm. I've had people walk up and strike me in the face. Mm-hmm. I've had people come and spit in my face. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had things written and said that are so far from the truth I don't even recognize the person they're describing. Mm-hmm. I've been maligned. I've been cheated. I've been mm-hmm. stolen from. I, mm-hmm. Not much that hasn't been done against me. Right. But all the way through, I've said, God, I forgive them. And I think that's the real secret. Yeah, yeah. When when something comes against you, one of the ways that you get through it is you forgive the person. You don't have to forgive what they did. What they did was wrong. But you can forgive the person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the great secrets of my life uh, is and why I'm so healthy and why I'm so strong and I have such a good attitude is because I let all that unforgiveness go. I let it go. Give it to God. Give, give them to God. They're, they're, they're God's problem. Well, and life. you can't control what comes against you, but you can control what goes in you. Uh, yeah, you can't control people. Yeah. There's some, there's some rough folks out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but what is for us yeah. uh, shields us from what comes against us Exactly. In well, it, it, it protects you. It helps you to get through it. Yeah. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. You know of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He went through it, but he went through it. And to talking about how when you were facing the financial situation as president of ORU, the the flow of joy, because Paul, I mean, he's sitting in one of the darkest places a man can find himself sitting in prison. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And people don't realize that that is an exit road. An exit road. What did it take for him to do that? Yeah, yeah. And no one in there, you know, uh, preaching to him and encouraging him. He did it himself. He, yeah. he drew up out of himself. And that's the thing that how, how many years now you've been drawing on that life on yeah. the inside, that faith that's on the inside, yeah. that this is for the living. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not just for the preaching. Yeah. This is what we live. Well, it's a way of life. It, it is our way of life. It's a way of life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you and Sister Lindsay have been such... An example, such a blessing to so, so many people. Um, the healing ministry that has gone on, on through your daily broadcast, your weekly broadcast before that. Uh, you said on the previous episode, what was it? How many episodes have you filmed? Do you I think remember? I've done about 15,000 television shows. And that healing ministry, that healing anointing coming through. <laughs> but before, we, before we, we end today, I'd like for you just to pray for those who are watching. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy to do that. And also, let me, let me just say one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in life, you have to make decisions. Yeah. You have to decide. Yeah. There is no indecision. You either decide or you decide not to decide. That's yeah. right. Yes. So good. Uh, I've decided that I'm going to live and declare the works of the Lord. Yes. There's a decision. I, I crossed over the river. I've made a decision how I'm going to live my life and I'm not yes. going backwards. Yes. Now that's, that's my faith talking. Yes, sir. And I think every one of you needs to do that in your life. Yeah. You draw a line in the sand and say, Satan, no, you can't have me. Yes. You can't have my family. Yes. You can't have my finances. Yes. You can't have my health. Yes. You can't have my emotions. 
can't have my job. You can't have my business. You can't have me. So in the authority of Jesus' name, I pray over you right now. I rebuke this satanic attack of the devil. I curse it. I bind it. And I send the word of healing to you right now in Jesus' name. Brother Richard, thank you so much for being with us. And we say God bless you. And we'll see you next time on Jesus the Healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our annual Holy Ghost meetings in Marietta, California, January 6th through the 11th, 2023 with Nancy Dufresne. We are also excited to welcome Kenneth Copeland and Richard Roberts as our special guests. For more information, please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.